This episode of the UNI podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> so on Sunday, 6th of June, I hopped on Twitter via VPN, obviously, and got information that, I mean, got news rather, that um, Prophet T.B. Joshua was dead. As you know, anybody who has been listening to my podcast for the longest knows that I'm very not religious, if that's a thing. Like, yes, I was raised in the faith and everything, but right now I just, I really don't care because I feel like I don't know. So I just, you know, brush it off. So, expectedly, his death was, you know, painful to some, and some people did not really care. And there were those who were really against him and were you know, using that opportunity to say this man really wasn't the saint that his followers portrayed him to be. And they had this back and forth where people were, you know, normal level now on Twitter. Some people were threatening the other people, you know, the Christians were basically threatening those who were speaking ill of the dead, as it were, that they should be warned or something like that, that why is it now that the man is dead that they are now saying all this bad thing and stuff like that. And then you have people accounting like, this man is not the bad man, see and see. He did this for these people, he did that for that person. And I find it kind of weird that when someone said, this man did this bad thing that affected them in a sort of way, the rebuttal from other people who he had done a good thing for was that, no, he's not a bad person because he did this good thing for me. And it was weird that people were fighting over that. That people could not just agree that one person can be two different things. Someone can be a loving father to his kids, an, an incredible uncle to his relatives or stuff like that, and still be a terrible, terrible boss to his employee. And I just found it weird that people were fighting over, oh, you don't speak ill of the dead. Basically telling those who had reasons to speak ill of the dead not to do that because, well, obviously he's dead, so... Why would you speak ill of the dead? And I find it kind of funny and frustrating because, yeah, you, you might think of the man as somebody who, a philanthropist, you know, he did a lot of good stuff. Either you benefited or you heard that people benefited from. And then when somebody comes up and say, well, this man actually didn't do good stuff for so-and-so, or this man did so-and-so, you get pissed off like, why are you speaking ill of the dead? Why blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, the person who is saying, the man did not do good stuff or the man is bad or whatever, has their reasons. It's, it's, it's just as valid. One person can be two, three different things to different people. And I, I don't know why that is so, so difficult to understand in this present day and age. It's almost like you're looking for one person to just be singular. Like if they say the man is a saint, then everybody in the whole world should agree that it's a saint. If you don't agree that it's a saint, then get the fuck out. But that's not the reality of life, though. Um, I have a friend that normally used to say this, like, he knows that he's probably the villain in someone else's story. And that's true. Like, chances are, no matter how good you are, you are probably a villain in somebody else's story because there might be somebody who texts you ignored one time or who asks you for so-and-so amount of money and you say you did not have and they just you know put you in their bad book. There might be somebody you probably have hurt in the past when, you know, you were young and you've forgotten that 
the person still remembers and takes that on with them so you never can really tell um a friend of mine a dear friend of mine told me her always says this in her podcast whenever she's closing it up be loyal to the version of me that you know which is kind of basically the same thing that i'm trying to say here like the fact that you some people knew pastor tb joshua or prophet tb joshua as a good man who helped the poor who did this who did that who made ha- made miracles happen and shit it doesn't negate the fact that some people also knew him as a man who when his church collapsed was trying to derail the investigation on what happened even though there were lots of life in that event or people who have gone to his church to receive healing for their loved ones and came back disappointed because nothing happened or you know they were just giving olive oil to rub and shit and nothing changed yes those feelings are valid those people are valid you know their their reasons are valid so if they are valid if they are insulting the man after his demise it's none of your fucking business to be honest I, i like it doesn't stop you from loving the man because of your experience with that person you know and i find it just kind of stupid the back and forth oh and the whole threatening thing i think and this is just an aside dear christians look when somebody is insulting your clergy let me put it that way when somebody says so and so thing about your geo or whatever and you come and you say uh something like touch not my anointed or you insult them basically you're like you know what because you insulted my geo um your life would bend or shit like that it actually sounds very ridiculous because most of the time people that would insult your geo do not fucking believe in the bible that you hold there to yourself so it's like you coming to tell somebody that insults your geo that um the, uh, jesus christ should punish the person actually jesus christ won't the person doesn't even believe in jesus christ to start with so how how is the punishment going to come and you might think to yourself well even if the person doesn't believe it is real dude it is real to you it's not real to this other person so your threats and you know swearing and stuff is just it sounds ridiculous when you say it out and most people just look at you guys and be like man this will no joke sense it's just the honest truth so when people actually come for the heads of your clergy i think the best thing you can do is just unlook because first and foremost it sounds ridiculous for you to even try to defend somebody that you claim to be a man of god i feel like it is unnecessary for you to defend a man of god if you actually do believe there is a man of god it's fucking unnecessary it doesn't really make any sense i would think they don't actually need your help and if there is a god and the god is all powerful as you think he is then probably he will handle it his own way so when you come and just you know we are fighting and scoring and this goes to every other religion even to, to muslims and i know um, christians always bear the brunt of it because the best you can do is you insult them back and shit but when it comes to the muslim world we know they are more extreme when it comes to how you know they take slights against the prophet muhammad or their fathers or you know basically their clergy too but still it's the same principle that applies it sounds stupid when somebody insults your religion or insults your faith or insults your clergy or insults the person you believe in or the deity you believe in and you think that it makes sense for you to go up in arms to attack that person and basically in in quotes defend your god or defend your geo or defend your clergy and just whenever that happens i'm like the fuck is wrong with people though 
Like how how stupid can you be? Uh, if if you're claiming this deity is all powerful, almighty, then why the fuck would you want to defend him or her? So, but that's just an aside. I feel like we often easily forget that one person can be so many different things to different people. Take the instance of um, Fatou Ibo. I mean, people still go to his church. And I'm not taking anything away from the fact that there are people, there are possibly people in his church whose life he has positively affected, you know, made great changes to their lives or you know help them in one situation or the other that they could never never stop being indebted to him it doesn't take away from the fact that timmy dakolo's wife busola dakolo's experience are valid or the experience of all the other women who had come out to actually accuse him of um, being um, inappropriate or molesting them it is very possible that just as much as he's loving to other people where he's helping them, you know, establishing them, he's also as terrible as possible to people who he, to women he feels like he can take advantage of. So no no one person is just one thing, you know. So when you see situations like that, the best thing you can do is just, if you really care that much, hang on to, to whatever feeling you hold dear about them to you. You know, if you really care about how they how they have affected you that much, then stick to that. Believe in that. Stick to that narrative in your head that okay, this man is a good man to me. I don't care what every other person says. But if you really want to be open-minded, then it would help for you to listen to the other side of the divide. As much as your feelings are, you know, valid for caring about the person because you know he had affected your life in one way or another. It also makes sense to listen to those who don't care about this person because they have valid reasons to why this person, they don't think this person is a good person. And I feel like when you have been able to hear that side of um, the argument, then you can actually make a very, de- a more detailed judgment of how you want to remember this person. Because to be honest, whether you like it or not, T.B. Joshua touched lives. Forget his miracles, as fake as they are, in my opinion. Forget the aesthetics and everything. I am quite certain that there are lives around him that he touched positively. That people would remember him and be like, man, this man did this shit for me. But I'm also very skeptical. I'm more skeptical because when it comes to religion, I feel like religion and those who helm religion do this thing where they take... 200 from people i'm just giving the figure they take 200 from people and then give them 10 and somehow those people will collect that 10 and feel like they are indebted to those people who they give 200 so in my own argument even the philanthropy and everything still feels a bit dicey because the philanthropy basically stems from the fact that you have a congregation that where people pay tithes, where people pay offerings. And then with all this, you build an empire, as it were. And then when these same people are now impoverished or already impoverished, come back to you, you give them this, you give them that, and somehow they load you as, you know, the savior and whatnot. Sounds very disingenuous to me. But that is just me. That is just me. That is just my analysis. That is just my own mindset towards it. 
but I'm not going to take away from someone who a widow who probably gave a bag of rice or puts their kids through school, pay their school fees, and now he's dead and the person is crying and I will now go and tell that person, why are you crying? This man that did this to this person. That doesn't make any sense because that widow has every right to feel the pain of losing a benefactor as it were. Regardless of how valid my own opinions or my feelings are, that lady, that widow also has valid opinions and valid feelings. And she can choose, rightly so, to actually care about this man and miss him so much so that whatever other people are saying about him that might not be good, she can tune out to that. I feel like that's the best way to honor the dead. Either stick to what you know about them or what you've learned about them that you find endearing, that you find hopeful, that you that gives you comfort, or listen to the other side of the divide where it might not come off very palatable to you, but it is just as valid as whatever experience you had. And then if you can find that balance where you think, where you think like, okay, how good is this man to me versus how bad has he been to other people? Is there a middle ground? Is it possible to explain the fact of his badness towards other people? You know, what what happened in this person's case or that person's case that I can explain and think, well, it's not as if it was that bad. It was just maybe circumstances caused that. I feel like it gives you a sense of who that person is in a rounded sense. A person is a combination of so many things. Their good side, their bad side, their size that you can't even see. So don't just stick to the fact that, okay, because I know this person this way and somebody else is coming to say something bad about this person that way, it's not possible. That person is just a hater. That person just wants to smear the name of this very good man, prophet, whatever. Sometimes it is very valid. TV Joshua, I do not bad do him because he did this, he did that. You hear another person say the same thing or something similar. There might be truth in those narratives whether you like to believe it or not. So do not, you know, don't do that thing where people, where you're like, oh, no, it's not possible. People are just out here to, you know, smear his name. They will not allow the, the man rest in peace and shit. Look, they do not owe him any rest in peace um, eulogy or whatnot. They are just there to voice their experience, voice their displeasure. And you can't even make them time it. I know people will say things like, oh, uh, this was wrong timing. No, it wasn't wrong timing. The fact that you're mourning a man that you think is good and somebody is out there telling you, well, this man is not good, doesn't mean the person is insensitive. The person doesn't, that is the best time the person thinks he can t say that stuff. You just have to tune, either tune it out and mourn your dead the way you want to mourn your dead or you sit down and listen to get a good sense of who that person is but then again, it's easier said than done, especially with people that we have some sort of emotional attachment towards or people that we've that helped us going forward. And I say this because a lot of us have friends, very good friends, you know, very, very good friends who we have so many memories of them doing amazing stuff for us. Imagine if tomorrow somebody now comes to tell you, well, you know what, this is your friend. It's a terrible person. He did this or she did that or she did this. All of us will be very defensive. It is natural for you to be defensive. No, no, this person cannot do this. It is okay to be defensive when somebody just comes and tells you, you know what, this is your friend that you think is a good person, not a good person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, as a friend, you should be defensive. But you should also be open-minded. 
because chances are there are truths in that person's story. Maybe the person was your friend was not intentionally trying to hurt the person, but still, that person's feelings of being hurt is valid. So it helps to think about it that way. I don't know if I said this earlier, but rest in peace to TB Joshua. I'm sure he has a family who would miss him dearly. I'm sure he has people around him who would miss him dearly. So I think for those people who would miss him, who probably had their lives changed by him one way or another, yes, I hope they find solace. And for those who he wasn't really the best person to, I hope they also find solace. Because last last, everybody will die. And last last, we'll all you know, be on the chopping block where people would have to weigh our deeds. I think when the good outweighs the bad, then there's some hope, you know? It's almost like how um, the loss of Kobe affected everybody. I remember in the heat of that moment when Kobe died, a lady came out accusing him, bringing back uh, a rape accusation that happened a long time ago. And people were shouting, no, this is not the time, this is insensitive, but it's not. And the only thing that made Kobe's legacy still thrive through that period was that the good outweighed the bad. There were more good stories of him being an amazing person than there were of him hurting people. But that doesn't mean him hurting anybody was not valid. It was valid. But I think that's life, basically. You would always have people that you either inadvertently hurt or purposely hurt them at a time where you were not, you know, your best self. So I feel like the true show of, you know, goodness as it were, is how much it outweighs the bad. So when people are talking about you and your demise, how many good things would they have to say about you as opposed to the bad? Once the bad stars are outweighing the good, then there's a problem. Then those people who have good things to say about this person should actually think about what that person is or not. I mean, it's your choice. Sometimes we have to remember that a person is not just one thing. And your experiences with one person might not be the same with someone else's experiences with that same person. It might be polar opposite. Doesn't mean your experience is not valid. Neither does it mean the other person's experience is not valid. We just have to learn to accept the, the fact that a person can be more than one thing. So, this is Mifa Dejimo, host of the You and I podcast. Thank you for listening. If this is your first time listening, I hope you join us again for the next episode and I hope you catch up on previous episodes. If you've always been part of the family, well, thank you once again for listening. I wish you guys all the best. Stay safe and um, cheers. This episode of the You and I podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs>